Welcome to the podcast. This is the Dance PT podcast, hosted by moi, Jenna Cantor, performer, hachikapow, and physical therapist. In our interviews, we will dive into all the things that can regularly help you. That's right. As a dance physical therapist with your patients. That's right. Please note that the purpose of this podcast is entertainment and is not here to replace any medical advice. That being said, we are all here to support each other, which leaves me at the most important message I want to leave you with. You are enough and never change yourself for anyone. That's right. You heard me. Be you, and that will enable you to help others the best way possible. Let's end with more scatting. That's right. Jenna out. Ah, hello, dance physical therapists. I'm here with Dr. Leah Bajet, and we are talking about wrist injuries in hip hop dancers. First of all, Aliyah, Aliyah, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I was excited when you asked. Oh my God. Amazing. And it also just really funny that we've gotten closer recently for the past few months and I started off this entire interview mispronouncing your name. So (laughs) (laughs) sorry about that, my friend. So I would love to, for people to just learn about why you love hip hop. Let's just talk about our love for hip hop and that connection. Yes, you went to school, all those things, but just let's let's get into the passion. Let's let's approach this a little bit differently. So would you mind sharing? Yeah. Oh, I love that question. Um, so first I'll just say like I am not an expert hip hop dancer myself, um, but I have always loved and been a fan of hip hop. I have more of a gymnastics background, um, but I've I think I was inspired starting with um, seeing the dancing in Missy Elliott's videos and that kind of sparked my initial love for it and captivation. Um, And I just love the fun and the energy and the power that comes with it. It's just so uplifting and empowering. So it's it's just a blast. Yep, just like hitting the heart. You're going like this. This speaks to me. Yes. This, this, this is me. Look out. <laughs> yep. Yep. I love that. I love that. Now, when you and I talked about diving specifically into wrist injuries, we were we were talking about, of course, there's always the lack of evidence. However, there is some evidence that can really head us in the right direction on what was it, incidents of uh, incidents and rates like that within hip hop. So would you mind sharing some of that data that you've learned and 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 the, those those research papers that people can refer to? Definitely, and I can um, post afterward, like I can write out the um, article titles and everything. Oh, that's great, thank you. Yes, um, so yeah, like we had say, said, there isn't a ton of research, but we have some general ideas on, in terms of, where the injuries happen and the severity of them. So in general, hip hop dancers have injury rates similar to gymnastics and higher than other dance forms. Um, specifically with your background, that's such a connector. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, that makes total sense why I'm drawn to it. <laughs> um, yes. And then, uh, 
Yeah. And then the other thing was that most common injuries were to joints and ligaments in this other study that I looked at, which was a systematic review that came out this year. Um, so they're, they're getting it out there, but uh, it's, it's, you know, uh, one day at a time. But yeah, joints and ligaments are generally what are uh, injured the most often in, in modern and hip hop dancers is what this study looked at. Yeah. And the study before, were they looking at just hip hop dancers? Were they hip hop dancers or were they focusing on a specific style? They were looking at hip hop dancers. They were looking at breakers, poppers, lockers and new school. Gotcha. And did yeah. they get into um, certain areas of the body? Um, in that particular study, I don't think they did. Um in the 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 second one that I was telling you about, the systematic review. Oh, my cat's going to say hello, maybe. Um, <laughs> she's trying. Um, but she's in talking the, about the systematic review. So she's a little she's very, she has a lot of insight. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so uh, in the systematic review, it was saying that the highest percentage of injuries occurred in the lower extremities and the least injured were in the upper extremities and the head. Um, but looking at breakers in particular, shoulder, wrist, hand, and head, cervical spine were more frequently reported injured compared to modern and hip hop. That I, I get, I mean, I get that. And that's also the picture that I posted on my personal profile advertising this interview. It was somebody on their head with their feet up in yes. the That was like the perfect. The perfect <laughs> like like this is why and it's so funny i did take a breakdancing class in college and it was it was oh so a terrible class because there there was no structure to it and but i remember when we went in that pet spins became a thing it was just kind of people hanging out and just like trying things yeah and so i started doing head spins and i had a natural knack for it because i was used to turning but it's i i tried it like once and they're like oh my god you're going to be great at that and i was like nope because i was i i wasn't even a physical therapist physical therapist wasn't even my dreams but i was like i don't know what's going to happen to my neck i was very scared about that i was like my whole body and this little like thing like what if uh, I'm good. Yeah, that's a legitimate concern. We're not yeah. designed to do, do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, so I get that. And then now let's go into the fact that we're focusing in on the wrist now. Okay. We have this evidence and we're focusing on the wrist. Have you, um, uh, have you had uh, with your experience with treating wrist injuries, um, what are usually the, the symptoms that you have seen a lot where you're going like, okay, this is what I'm seeing, those restrictions, the complaints that come up? Yeah. So usually, I mean, of course, there's so many different types of wrist injuries, but I would say the most common that I run into is a general kind of achiness in the wrist. And that could be because of lack of mobility in the wrist. So lacking um, and the amount of wrist extension that's needed because really what's considered normal is 70 degrees. Where's my hand here? Um, but, but, but to do the moves of breakers in particular, yeah, well, if you pull it, you get it, right? I'm trying to. <laughs> it also kind of feels good, so I just kept going for it. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> <a little> stretch. <laughs> 
but yeah, they essentially need 90 degrees. So if they don't have that and they just start going right into those moves without really training into that, then that's a lot of times when injuries happen. Um, in terms of other types of things, I see, you know, lack of upper extremity strength in general, um, not using the finger flexors enough to provide that stability on the floor. Um, so instead of, yeah, this is actually a concept that I was not taught as a gymnast, which I wish, wish I was, um, mm -hmm. which is to not just uh, dump all your weight in your wrist, but to actually have a little bit of tension under Here, your, move your hand on the screen more so I can see my it. hand. <laughs> Let me use this one. Um, so instead of just having like a flat hand, like the ring fingers aren't doing much, like you're imagining that there's just a little bit of pressure that you're trying to put through the ground to stabilize you. Like it's a really big ball. Yes. I was going to say an orange, but you're not like this, right? Because you're, you're yeah, it's bigger. Yeah. So just having like a little bit of activation in those finger flexors. So you're not having as much pressure going through the wrist itself. That kind of makes sense. It makes me think just because of my background with ballet, it makes me think of uh, the rolled ankles and, you know, and, and stuff, but the, the need it's not a good example, but uh, so I'll, so I'll toss that aside. Uh, but I, that does make sense because the idea is for anything in our body, which we've learned as physical therapists, we don't want to put all the weight in the joints. We want our muscles to be keeping us in the alignment with the joints as they need to go. So that, that definitely. Yeah. But it's not something you see, like when you watch videos of people, or even if you're watching them do it from, uh, you know, 10 feet away, you don't, it's hard to see what's happening there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's something that definitely needs to be educated. Yes. I get that. I get that. Yeah. And then for these wrist issues, I, 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 this is the question we get all the time, but what is, if somebody is the usual wants to get back as soon as possible, into what they're doing, what they're doing. What what is the length? Assuming they are following the guys <laughs> individually, what is the length of time that you, where you've seen that success with the wrists? Well, there's always the issue of needing to have them take some time off, which is very difficult for all dancers, right? Because yeah. um, a lot of them like to train through the pain as much as they can. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, ideally, if they're doing their exercises um, and possibly just mixing up their uh, drills in terms of mixing up some handwork with some footwork, mm -hmm. um, that can be helpful. But I would say Generally, I would give it at least six to eight weeks, yeah. um, sometimes a little bit longer. Um, yeah, that's a, I, I mean, since we have no evidence on this, this is just yeah. really this discussion and, 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 and like guessing because it really does depend on the person. I mean, so much because there's so, so much, much on the person. Um, but I just just to just to get the brain going. I mean, I've I've seen it. I've seen a mix as well. I mean, I'm not I'm not really with with hip hop dancers so that this would just be a dancer who happens to have an, a wrist thing. And it's more like when they go into a plank and they have issues just in the plank, but I've seen it take a while for that. And, but my reasons is that my reasons for that happening is working on them with adhering to the exercises. So I personally don't have experiential data on, on somebody going through it 
fluidly um, uh, to really know a time. But I still wanted to bring it up as a discussion because it is a thought right. we want to just bring up. And, and if you are listening in this group, if you have some experience with this and you have um, seen it even with one person, because we don't have data on this, please write what you've seen below. So this can always be a collaborative effort, a collaborative discussion, uh, because we're never finished products, as you know. And we are a loving and supportive environment. Uh, so if you have nothing nice to say, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I totally agree. It depends on the person. Like yeah. that's a very much an average and sometimes it takes not as long sometimes much longer um just really depends yeah and um what are say could you give like three exercises for that beginning stage the acute stage that you would provide so it's not getting them back to full out because we're both sitting down right now and i'm uh, honestly honestly folks i'm sick so i'm not in the mood to even pretend to roll around um so but you could just talk about some of the more isolated stuff um for them to work that that you give them go for it yeah so for somebody who is currently injured i would definitely be adding in exercises that are unloading the wrist um, so working on mobility in the air, <laughs> so active mobility, I would have them hold their hands out in front of them. Um, let me see if I can back up a little bit. I got it too. I can be, I'll be the side view. Duh. Okay, great. <laughs> so um, we would have our, yep, we would have our hands down and then we're going to imagine that we're, uh, our hands are a wave and we're rolling all the way up going into wrist extension yeah, and then reversing it and coming all the way back down. So this way we're working on active mobility into that wrist extension, especially. I'm already, I'm already cramping up. This is so sad. <laughs> this reminds me of the beginning Maybe of the good one for you. <laughs> Pop and lock. Oh, I like that. That's good. Um, I like that. I like that. What's the other two? Yeah. So, um, just to keep it simple, I would do just general like wrist extension with a weight. Um, so with a, a barbell, a cell phone, a cell phone, a, a water bottle, just with the arm supported, doing some wrist extension. Yep. And then uh, radial deviation and wrist flexion. Yeah. And then just to keep the to add in some shoulder work too i would have them hold their weights out in front of them and i would have them do some shoulder flexion either with um palms down or like candlesticks and then uh shoulder abduction so that way we're getting some work for the shoulder and the wrists yeah yeah, I love that. I love that. I mean, and and obviously we go into core and that stability. Oh, yes. that core, stuff. always core. Um, I know, right? It's <laughs> it just trickles out. But I love that. I love that. I think that's awesome, I, especially for beginning exercises. And uh, if you are listening right now and you love exercises, write exercises down below because that is just something that is absolutely my jam. So thank you for giving those exercises because there's endless. I mean, it's just a world of creativity. So oh, yeah. I always loving learning new ones. That's my favorite form of rehab for my patients. So uh, it's also shown in the literature. <laughs> that's what really helps them so much. <laughs> obsessed about exercises this was spectacular for you um when you the 
I want to actually go into this imposter syndrome a little bit as the dance PT. So now that we've talked about this and the wrist injuries that are seen, a really quick discussion on this, I, I was wondering what stopped you, because I know your story, what stopped you from fully going into specializing in hip dance, hip hop dancers? And what finally made you go, you know what, I want to do this, go. That is a great question. So initially what was stopping me was the fact that I am no great hip hop dancer myself. So I thought I needed to be that in order to best help people. But then I took a step back and I took your course and <laughs> I, uh, uh, you didn't tell me to say that. Um, but I realized that I have treated so many people successfully who do things that I don't do. <laughs> and I'm a doctor of physical therapy and we are trained in movement assessment. So we look at the movement, we see what needs to happen in order for it to happen smoothly and pain-free. And I mean, this is what we're made to do. And there's always more learning that can be done. I mean, we went to school for a long time. There's always plenty more to learn um, and we're capable of doing that. So also the fact that it's just so much fun. <laughs> I wasn't going to let all that negative talk get in the way. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you on social media, such as Instagram, TikTok, Facebook? <laughs> Great question. Uh, so I am the Spotlight Doc on TikTok and Instagram. And then my Facebook business page is Spotlight Health and Wellness. I love it. Wonderful. Everyone feel free, please. Friend, friend her, make a connection with Alia as a, as a fellow dance PT, or even obviously if you want to do hip hop, she is just a friendly ear, a friendly face, a friendly words, just a good person to have in your corner. And she, and she, there will be times when we all need each other. So nobody's on a higher level. Thank you so much, Alia, for coming on, sharing this wisdom. I, I learned something. It's amazing. I love just talking about this research in a very casual manner which is just Definitely. so nice. I always feel this pressure of like, oh, I need to speak about it this way. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't talk about things as if somebody is over my shoulder and going and like, did you do this? Did you do this? I'm like, uh, that's your brain. Um, that's it. exactly the same way. I like to talk about research, but very casually. Very casually. <laughs> and just go, I, I mean, there's more things, but that's where we look at the article ourselves and go, okay, I'm wondering what other things that might have been wrong or fault flaws in it and also benefits all those things. Right. That's it. Everybody take care. Love ya.